This is the Neoliberal Round Podcast. I am Ronaldo McKenzie. Today, we talk about developing a college mindset for college success. And we will have on this show, Dante T. Nelson. And we will also have other inserts and videos for you as we explore having a college identity and the issue of self-efficacy and college dropouts. Power of yet. I heard about a high school in Chicago where students had to pass a certain number of courses to graduate, and if they didn't pass the course, they got the grade not yet. And I thought that was fantastic because if you get a failing grade, you say, I'm nothing, I'm nowhere. But if you get the grade not yet, you understand that you're on a learning curve. It gives you a path into the future. Not yet also gave me insight into a critical event early in my career, a real turning point. I wanted to see how children coped with challenge and difficulty. So I gave 10 year olds problems that were slightly too hard for them. Some of them reacted in a shockingly positive way. They said things, they said things like, I love a challenge, or, you know, I was hoping this would be informative. They understood that their abilities could be developed. They had what I call a growth mindset. But other students felt it was tragic, catastrophic. From their more fixed mindset perspective, their intelligence, their intelligence had been up for judgment and they failed. Instead of luxuriating in the power of yet, they were gripped in the tyranny of now. You're speaking to Carol S. Dweck, 
on the power of yet via TED Talks and I am sharing with you from a YouTube video that um, that was done where she was recorded talking live to students. Change your perspective and you change your world. This is quite powerful from Miss Carol S. Dweck because that is what she's alluding to. And Mr. Dante Nelson, who recently, who recently uh, wrote in the Neoliberal Round uh, podcast on a, on, a, on a blog earlier, he said, I am reminded by the saying, change your attitude and you'll change your world. You see, when you, when you see, when you, it, it's all a matter of perspective. When you get a failing grade or when you get a grade that is not considered a passing grade, which is the traditional view of things, then your perspective of that grade will determine how you move on from that. Some time ago, I was, I did, I, I was a, I did a bachelor's of, well, years ago, between 1999 and 2003, I did a bachelor's of art in theology and counseling psychology at the Jamaica Theological Seminary. I did a course called Learning Theories, and I did not pass that course. Of course, I tried endlessly to have the professor change the grade, but he would not. But I redid the course and I got an A. I could have flunked or decided I'm not going to continue anymore. But it's all a matter of perspective because I, in my mind, I knew that that failing grade does not reflect who I am as an individual. So this new, so when Carolyn S. Dweck says, learned this experience where students were caught, students would get not yet instead of a failing grade. This is quite profound because it is helping the student themselves. It is conditioning their thinking. It is facilitating a new way of thinking. A new, a new way of, uh, of, 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 a new kind of perspective. And so it's quite interesting. So Mr. Mr. Nelson says, I am reminded by the saying, change your attitude and you'll change your, change your altitude. It is the same as saying, change your perspective and change your world. It seems to, he goes on to say, to say that it seems to all tie in with the whole idea of self-efficacy where ideas about ourselves, general evaluations we make about things, affect our success and position in life. And you can refer to R.E. Petty in her 2003 work, pages 353 to 354. Mr. Nelson continues by saying, I am, I am, I am constantly working to change my attitude. So I am constantly working to change my attitude, which I read today can be a dual process, negative or positive, and may require little to no cognitive effort, no mind effort. But when it doesn't require effort, it changes based on classical conditioning. Here we talk about conditioning. So that our association with things and experiences can create a change. But we place values on certain things that affect our attitudes. And once I read in Harlem World by John Jackson that certain racial behaviors are a performance of attitudes that are deemed valuable to some. You can refer to John Jackson's works in 2001, Harlem World. So attitude, he concludes, so attitude is indeed vital. 
and it is a daily struggle for me to adjust to the right attitude to get balance and to reach my altitude. Academic performance such as grade point average and credits earned during specific periods and academic retention and graduation are what professionals usually use to predict college and to, to predict college success. Now, college success remain a major college success remains a major concern, as data suggests a dropout rate of up to 45%, with an average bachelor's degree turnaround the time of, a, of a over six years. Of course, that's according to Barefoot in 2004. The National Center for Education Statistics reported that in 2015, only 59% of the students who earned four-year colleges and universities, 59% of the students who entered entered four-year colleges and universities, graduated within six years, and over 21% of those students left after their first year. Now that's according to Kina and others in her or in their 2015 work. Nevertheless, when we ask what is the key to climbing out of poverty, Dr. Andre Isaacs, who moved from Jungle, Jamaica, to know college professor and chemist at College of the Holy Cross, answered by saying, having an, having an education, yet education is not cheap. Moreover, we learned that many students are not prepared to take on certain college courses which affect their career choices, as they do not feel as though they were fully or properly prepared for college. That was according to Brother Marie Smith, a senior social work, work professional in Philadelphia. And this may explain certain disparities in society, as many of those same unprepared students switch to social services degrees and end up taking jobs with low wages, with low wages that do not allow them to advance in society, but keep them debt burdened and stuck within a cycle. However, many students have resumed classes this week. And if you were in California, you would have started two weeks ago. But what is alarming is that the Department of Education in California reported that over 50% of students did not show up for classes the first day. And in Delaware recently, the school district reported that students are underperforming as the academic for K-12 students for 2021-2022 show that students did not achieve proficiency levels compared to pre-pandemic or COVID performance. But if truth be told, students were failing behind before COVID. Students fell behind and are falling behind academically. This is the Neoliberal Round podcast. I am Ronaldo McKenzie and with me is my co-host, who may have who you may or may not hear him speak, but we have with us today 
who will be on the program and it is Dante Nelson hey guys Dante Nelson good day welcome 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 guys and uh today we are talking about developing a college mindset for college success and as you know that my good friend and co-host there is actually in college and started college uh is actually in his third week <laughs> fourth week sorry is in his fourth week at uh capella university yes and so we want to find out um what it's like for him in college but uh we're here talking about college and and develop developing a college mindset and um I, I want to share uh, and before we get into uh, into it with uh, with, uh, with Dante, uh, according to Chris Barish in a WHYY news story that we had even carried some time ago in in on the Nailable Round podcast, uh, and we quote him as saying, "While almost all Delaware K twelve students were back in the classroom last school year, albeit with periodic pandemic quarantines and closures." Statewide testing scores remain well below the achievement levels of five years ago. But that's not true, and the comparative range is deceptive. And that's my response to Mr. Barish. Because it's skipping it's skipping 2018 to 2019, which shows that performance was falling after 2017, well before COVID started. Well before COVID started, and schools were closed. However, the study failed to reference that. However, this could stem from several reasons. And today we want to explore how students can realize their goals of having college success by developing a college identity and having a college mindset. And a study conducted in 2017, which was pre-COVID, showed that 21% of students dropped out of college within their first year, and only 59% graduated after their first year. And we referenced that earlier. The study suggested that the main factors were not necessarily cognitive factors such as academic aptitude, but more so those that um, those that succeeded had developed a college mindset that helped them to develop self-efficacy and and a determination to get through, to deal with new demands and complex with the ability and, com- and, and with new demand with new demands and complex issues, with the ability to make adjustments based on a self-determination. Now, of course, college preparation in high school is important, but if you reach college without taking a required course, what you may need to do is, what you may need to have is a mindset and self-efficacy to be able to still take on new challenges that one is not prepared for, so that you can realize the goals that you want in life without having to switch gears. So today we talk so today we talk. So today we're talking about developing a college mindset for college success with Dante Nelson, who actually inspired this podcast episode as he embarks on his first year in college and first time back in school in years. But before we begin, we want, we just want to let you know basically that self-efficacy is a term for a simple con- for uh, is is a is a is a is a, is a, is a term or a concept that that refers to a belief in self. It's the belief that you are capable of succeed, succeeding. When we talk about self-efficacy, it's a state of mind. First, you believe in yourself. Second, believe you've got what it takes to succeed. If you approach college with self-efficacy, you increase your chances of being successful. And of course, we are borrowing that um, from 
from some of his studies, study material at uh, Capella, where he is also exploring that college identity. So, um, so some time ago, your, your professor had asked via a discussion board, what are your thoughts about the growing you have done to get to where you are? And, um, and you had said, and you had said, what, 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 you, what is it you, you responded by the other thing? You said, I thought about it. And many thoughts came to my mind, and and um, and what is and you want to continue with that? You said um, you thought about it. Many thoughts came to your mind when I explored the growing I've done. In a, okay, and in addition, since we are learning about the American Psychological Association (APA) style as well, I decided to try and submit this assignment writing about the topic of growth and self-efficacy while using the APA style of writing as a guide. So you you said that further from this week's reading. The question of growth is important to developing a college mindset that leads to success. And you said that it was rather daunting to read that over 21% of students dropped out of college within their first year because students lack self-confidence as the resources and the, and the resources needed to succeed and take on challenges and complex tasks. And you're quoting from Chow and others in their work looking at this concept. So personal growth towards building academic self-confidence and mindset is becoming a vital part of learning within the first year of college, which Robertson and Taylor in 2009, which is advanced by Chebu in the readings, seem to be alluding to in their research and writings. And as I thought about it, I believe that there was a time when I was enthusiastic, and this is you, I'm quoting you here, probably you may want to take it from here, as I thought about it, I believe that there was a time when, and you said, was enthusiastic and eager to learn. And this was cultivated by the fact that fear and failure was not accepted in my home. Could you want to you wanna explore that some more? You said fear is a dark hole. Yes, it's a very dark hole. But it's a dark hole. What is this dark hole? It's a dark hole I would into. For some, it's, it's like a punishment. Mm. The dark hole is like a punishment. Yeah. 
it can be reflected off of self or you know had a situation with family members that have been caught up and then you're attacked by you're attacked by that fear and it's pulled you down to that dark hole it's a a, a lot of scenarios that like that you can just bring up by by thinking about that like give me a, like what situations is in life that can create dark holes in people's life that help to facilitate and condition fear which helps to create blockage which helps to affect perspective that ability to be able to take on challenges and to navigate new ones as as they come and you said that there are many scenarios that you can point to which are dark holes in people's lives which create fears and an inability which affects confidence to be able to that confidence to take on things and we talked about Carolyn Dweck who speaks about the not yet in fact you said moreover believing in self and having self-respect was instilled within me from early so that I could now translate that into developing an academic mindset but constant personal growth is the key to someone growing up and maturing which is what I believe is what which which is what I believe is what, which is what I believe Carolyn Dweck in the TED Talks video was referring to when she drew from the idea of the of the yet or the not yet instead of and of course and of course that speaks to the whole the, the whole um, the, the whole Calvinist theology of the already but the not yet <laughs> okay instead of thinking in terms of failure okay even so she's borrowing she's actually that Carolyn Dweck is actually borrowing from a biblical term theology that talks about when you talk about the theology of salvation or or you talk about for it's the theology of the already not not yet we are saved we are being saved and we shall be saved so yes we will have failures along the way but but failure doesn't define you okay and your and your position in God or as in, or, your, or who you are as a person in this regard so she talks so she's boring from that theological perspective to bring it into learning here instead of thinking about fear so this includes breaking a habit but you even went on to say as you talk about dark hole and situation you said this includes breaking a habit trying something new taking a risk making new connections of putting myself in a totally new situation and these are not always easy nevertheless it is worth it because it is ultimately rewarding So are these some of the answers to that, to fear? And by the way, for people who are listening, I'm going to refer you to che, um, Han Che Wu and others in their in the 2017 work. The, the article is called Effects of Academic Mindset on College Students' Achievement and Retention in the Journal of College Student Development. Um, and that's a uh, location located in Baltimore. Volume 58, issue number 8, Access in Capella University. Um, and so you guys can check that out. Um, 
So, so that is one thing. Now, um, so Dante, I'm going to let you continue here. You had written, um, your professor had re- responded to this particular posting saying, as you maneuver through the course, you will learn skills that will continue to assist with monitoring your progress. In addition, you will continue to do small tasks such as self-evaluation of yourself to help accomplish goals that you have set forth. I am often reminded of the importance of having personal growth and support systems impact our effectiveness to pursue an online degree. It can almost become a habit of sorts. As we rely on past information to interpret new experiences. In addition, having a feeling of self-worth will always enhance your ability to complete your online endeavors. Now, as you reflect on your personal experiences through online learning, what advice would you give to encourage future online learners on effectiveness in the classroom? And that's from Professor Miguel, and here she's talking about effectiveness in in in, in the classroom. But of course, as we grapple with the fact that many people, workers and workers, employers and school administrators are grappling with the fact that people do not want to come to the building. Everything is going virtual. Everybody wants virtual. So that is, so therefore now we have online learning. So how do we overcome, how do we develop that mindset even um, doing online learning? How do we create that effectiveness in the classroom, that classroom experience with online learning. And of course, because even with online learning, we're learning that students are falling behind, okay? And um, and there's so many other distractions that one have to work with. And so you you had responded, and um, I'll allow you to read your response. So you, want me to, you want me to share, you want to go into that? Yes. It is interesting. It is interesting that you would ask me that question because I I did a podcast interview and I answered that same question saying six months. Yes. And that one was quite funny, this particular answer that you were about to share with us. Because you said it right in terms of the advice, yes. Six months of what? Six months of separation from from the things that distract and are not priority towards achieving my academic goals. Of course, and I'm here, and it it you it requires change or adjustment in one's life, as the saying goes: change your perspective and you change your. Further, we're talking about creating a college mindset, yet we're not in the classroom, which may affect learning. In fact, this is what many educators are realizing after COVID led to remote and virtual learning. Many students fell behind academically, but the classroom is a lab for learning, and online learning takes away from the classroom experience. But I have made it a classroom experience. One thing that I have done is that I create a classroom experience at home by transforming my room into a lab with bright lights and a 60-inch TV monitor mounted on a TV table, connected to my digital devices and laptop on my study desk with books within reach and a space that resembles the classroom. What is exciting is the chance to 
blow up videos on the screen as if I am in a lecture. I create a classroom experience. Plus, the discussions and peer group interactions and posts and the instructor and comments allow for that classroom atmosphere. Hopefully we can share video posts and replies later, but separate and then transform your space into a lab that is aesthetically geared towards learning. And that, and of course, I would also adopt that into, into that online learning mindset as you try to create effectiveness as you try to make as you try to create that classroom experience in your online learning so as to to so as to, to facilitate that maximum learning experience and you can benefit benefit from that and realize your goals and your success. Now I want to share I want to share the article um, this article which was which I found quite powerful as we think about um, college success. Uh, the article says that uh, written written by Chion Wu and others and we quoted this article earlier entitled Effects of Academic Mindset on College Students Achievement and Retention says that non-cognitive factors such as academic self-efficacy, motivation and sense of belonging predict college students' academic performance and retention. And this episode of the podcast is very important because we uh, because this is something that we have to consider and that's very important. It is unclear if varying profiles of academic mindset are differentially associated with student success. We examine first-year college students' academic mindsets, which is perceived academic self-efficacy, sense of belonging and academic motivation along with academic performance, and first to second year retention. Participants included, four, included 1,400 students enrolled at a diverse urban research university. Now, cluster analysis identified four profiles of students, all high, self-efficacy oriented, belonging oriented, and all low. Students in the all high group were the most likely to succeed and students in the all low group were the least likely. Self-efficacy was more closely associated with academic performance, whereas belonging was more closely related to associated with retention. So that that's that this this particular article is very, very, very important. Because one of the takeaways, one of the takeaways that we are left with with this article, and um, as I continue to, to quote it, is this that um, and if I could uh, share that with you. Let me see if I can. Put, I think I lost it. Uh, one of the takeaways is that, um, and I, I'm I'm actually trying to bring up the article, which I cannot find. If I could find that article, tell you what, we are gonna take a break, and then we will come back, and we will continue to delve into this very important discussion as we look at the whole issue of college success not necessarily related only to your aptitude okay but it also has to do with your attitude and and so therefore as college administrators as um, and professors and academics facilitating learning we have to look at how we can create that that college mindset within that first year of college because in, in, in this in the 21st century 
and that mindset is no longer cultivated among students when they come to the classroom. Especially, I do think about diversity and how many students now are entering the classroom from different backgrounds, and some of that and that background sometimes is not geared towards next level, graduate level, or, or undergraduate level or college work. So, one of the most important things that I think that researchers like Barefoot and Che Wu and others and Robbins and others that are realizing is the importance of non-cognitive factors in facilitating success. As we quote the study, the studies are showing that, I mean, college dropouts are high, it's high and, and people are taking longer to complete college degrees. And people are putting their college and they're also, there's also financial reasons, reasons that we're thinking about. And so therefore this idea of finances is very important. Because as people are trying to grapple, to grapple with this, with a college uh, um, advancement through college, through getting a college education, they're dealing with life and trying to navigate life and all and financial issues that have to come with it and many other issues. This is the Neoliberal Run Podcast. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to the episode. I wanted to spend some time to just quickly share some more details about that uh, that PDF article. And uh, the PDF article, the PDF article I'm gonna is entitled, if I could, uh, the, the effects of academic mindsets and college students' achievement and retention, written by Han Cheon Wu. Susan Ferugia, that is spelled F-A-R-R-U-G-G-I-A, and that's Susan P. Ferugia, Thomas P. and Thomas P. Moss in the Journal of College Student Development, and that was an, a, a journal or an article uh, that was written um, in the in 2017. Now, as, I, as we have already said, that um, the article begins by saying that non-cognitive factors such as academic self-efficacy, motivation, and sense of belonging predict college students' academic performance and their retention. And um, they did a study amongst participants included, I think participants included 1,400 students enrolled at a diverse urban research university. And um, they examined first-year college students' academic mindsets along with academic performance and first to second year retention. And the cluster analysis identified four profiles of students, all high self-efficacy oriented, belonging oriented, and all. Now, as we said, students in the in the all high group were the most likely to succeed, and students in the all low group were the least likely. Now, self-efficacy was more closely associated with academic performance, whereas belonging was more closely associated with retention. And of course, the results provide important intervention implications to improve college student success, which is why colleges and online and especially online colleges uh, or student sorry colleges that have online programs 
spend a lot of time within the first semester um, or the first year um, facilitating this development of students' mindset development, doing courses that have to do with developing one's identity, self-concept, and so on and so forth, so that students can start to, to adapt and can easily adjust and can develop that college lingo and college mindset and um and and not just a college mindset but that 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 self-determination that will to succeed and to do what is and that to do what is necessary or what it takes to succeed um and it's like having being very organized and sticking to your plan and having accountability partners to ensure that to help you to hold you accountable and to remind you and to persist with you and, and that support system that is, and I'm talking about serious support systems, systems, people who are experienced and those who are not as experienced and peer groups and so on and so forth. And, to, and of course, reading widely and getting information from all sources because you have to now be able to sequence and to be able to, to compare and to contrast, which is very important in, 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 as, a, as a social scientist or as an academic or as critical thinkers. Now, the article goes on to say that college success is often determined by two types of indicators, academic performance, which is grade point average, credits earned during specific period, and academic retention and graduation. And we've already said that. Um, so I want to move on from that to, to say that, uh, of course, academic success and degree attainment of post-secondary students remain a major concern with dropout rates of up to 45% and the average time to attain a bachelor's degree of over six years. Now, that's according to Barefoot. Um, and the, the article is quoting Barefoot in a 2004 study that was done. But what variables are important to predicting and increasing college students' success and academic performance? That is the most important question here. What variables, what variables are the most important to predicting and increasing college students' success and academic performance? And researchers have identified some cognitive variables like academic ability, typically measured in terms of nationwide tests, such as the SAT or ACT, as key predictors of students' success. And you can read Vasquez and Jones in 2006. Now, in the same manner, other pre-college academic variables, such as high school grades, as advanced by Robertson and Taylor in 2009, and high school rank, as advanced by Warren, Saunders, and Shelley in 2009, are related to college student success and retention. Now, many educational improvement strategies are focused on the cognitive variables and many institutions of higher education rely on them to evaluate incoming students' college readiness, and that's according to Farrington and others in 2012. However, students leave college prior to completion not only because of academic difficulties, but for a variety of other reasons such as adjustment problems, uncertain goals, inadequate finances, and lack of student involvement, okay? And of course, especially black and brown students and poor students and students who live in certain vulnerable areas, financing is a sore issue coupled with issues of adjustment. And with people, and when people, when they're, when people, when students have come to the table with inadequate financing, it's also going to affect other, you know they're going to come with other issues. They usually come with other issues. Um, a, 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 a household with low income and okay and so um, people who live from paycheck to paycheck and whose lives are more geared towards um, day-to-day living 
and who okay and so it also affects ability to focus and so on and so forth um so researchers increasingly have been turning their attention to non-cognitive factors which is a range of personality and motivational habits and attitudes that facilitate function well into school explain differences in academic performance some have suggested that non-cognitive factors might be as important or even more important than cognitive skills in determining academic outcomes and you can check heckman uh Stixrod, and uzua in 2006 now among non-cognitive factors students academic mindset play a principal role in predicting success in college in an effort to bring together the wide range ranging research and theory and, and uh, right, the wide-ranging research and theory on non-cognitive factors, Farrington and, 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 and colleagues developed a model with which they hypothesized how these factors are associated. Specifically, they hypothesized that academic mindsets are positively associated with learning persistence, better academic behavior, and improved performance in schools. So, so, and, and so therefore, this is very important. So as we think about school, especially even as you think about high school, sometimes you think about the, the SATs and, 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 and how some, some students are very, some students are, are, are not wired to, towards exams. They, they are very fearful, fear, they are fearful of exams. So now people are looking at other ways to test students. You can't just look at one method of testing students. You have to look at a wide range of testing students' ability because students tend to perform depending on the context, depending on what's going on in their lives, and also depending on the type of exams. Some students are better at, at, at um, better at, at doing um, at doing um, certain types of close-ended questions. Some are better at open-ended questions. Some are better at both. People are de- and, and some of this depending on training and exposure and experience. So all of that has to go into college student success and how we prepare students within the first day of their, their schooling, within the embryonic stages of, of their schooling or the college education. And so the students also have to play a part. Okay. Um, in, 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 in looking at your looking at your exposure to the things that will help you to advance. Thank you for listening to the Neoliberal Round Podcast. I am Ronaldo McKenzie. And again, you can subscribe for free by going to https semicolon or colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash the neoliberal and donate to us at https colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash the neoliberal slash support. And you can visit us at the neoliberal.com or ronaldocmckenzie.com. And just so you know, um, uh, this particular story is going to be available on in the neoliberal post at ronaldocmckenzie.com. And you can also see Dante's short blog post talking about the whole issue of changing your attitude and you'll change your altitude. And you can find that in the neoliberal post at ronaldocmckenzie.com. And um, again, I invite you to register for the Association of Graduate Liberal 
Economy Studies program annual conference that's coming up in San Antonio, Texas, October 10 to 12. I will be presenting at that conference. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. I will also have copies of my book if you would like that to be autographed and given to you. And just so you know, um, I will also be um, a guest, a guest on George's show, which is a BBC podcast. And I'm looking forward to that on September 12th when I sit down to talk with him about my book, Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income Inequality, Poverty and Resistance. I'll tell you some more details, give you some more details about that interview as we draw close to that time. But thank you for supporting the show. Share it with your friends and send us a feedback. And also follow me on Twitter at Ronaldo McKenzie. And also subscribe to the Neoliberal Commentary in our LinkedIn, the Neoliberal Commentary. Or you can subscribe to the, to the Neoliberal Post and any of my blogs and journals in the neoliberal.com or RonaldoCMcKenzie.com or rmckenzie.academia.edu or RonaldoCMcKenzie.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening. Walker.